0: Usually I'd ask Kalen to count me down, but uh, you want two, Saul? Uh, yeah, from
1: uh, from what, five?
0: Three, dude. Come on, man. Come on. I'm
1: sorry. I, <laughs> guess, I, I guess I'm just a little more professional than you. I'm sorry. Oh, right. Well, professional. He last goes. time, Roca, he started counting me down from 20.
2: Here he goes. Well, That's, What do you expect, Saul?
1: It's dedication. That's right. Thank you. I'm glad it's noticed. All right. In three, two, one.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sen Afterlife. I am Jay Waden. Holy shit! Fuck Batman. If we got one today. So flirting, and Flouse is not in the house, but uh, this being my first episode here, number twenty-four, actually, uh, I've got a special guest co-host. My first episode without Kalen here. Miss her already, but this guy, you guys have you guys know from here a few times. You'll love him. Saul is my guest co-host, dude. How's it going?
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: Excellent, and uh, <laughs> like I said, we don't have the flirt and Flaus, but we do have John the Outlaw Roca. How you doing, sir?
2: How's it going, everyone? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to have these conversations and talk about everything. Even though I do a better German accent than the flirt and Flaus, so uh, you know
0: it, it is what it is. If you were a distant relative, let's say distant because you're, you've got a much thicker set of hair than, uh, than Flaus does. <laughs> um, if you were a distant relative of his, what would your name be and what would your occupation be? Uh,
2: I think Zerokenflaus. Zerokenflaus makes all kinds of sense. And I'm sure I'm the head of a big sausage-making plant uh, and uh, organization. So we've got a few sausage-making plants all over the place. So, yeah, that's probably what I would be in charge of.
0: Excellent, and and well, I, I'm just going to go ahead and ask this one since we uh, we touched on the hair there. Um, all right, on, honestly though, no bullshit, no messing around. Yeah. How much would it take for you to get in? Like they do the donations, it took 1,400 bucks for oh, yeah. for uh, for uh, Brett to do it. it. Really, honestly, is there a amount? An amount, and if so, what is it?
2: Yeah, I mean, it keeps going up. It was five grand yesterday. So, really, I'd have to say maybe 7,500 now. Each day it gets bigger. Um, because so you just hair, keep,
0: you keep raising it when it gets closer to, to the last level it was at, was
2: exactly. That? I mean, this yeah. hair is way of higher quality <laughs> than Christian Harloff or Brett Sheridan hair. This is like you know, this is like <laughs> incredible hair. And so, to cut it all off, uh, would certainly take a pretty penny enough to cover rent for the next few months. So, certainly, that would be the number at this point. It might creep closer to 10 grand as people keep delaying about it. So I just don't see a, a point to do it unless it's going to be for a good amount of money because this is some great hair. My father, who died of cancer, had chemotherapy for two years, didn't lose a follicle. That's how strong this hair is. So I'm, I'm not right. shaving it all off for a cheap price. Come on now.
0: Okay. Now now I got another question here. Um, Now, with this Corona beer bug thing going around, obviously, Yodi's plans have been uh, put off a little bit for his wedding. But take the wedding out of it completely. Who is more likely to shave their head, you or Riley?
2: Ooh, that's a great
0: question.
2: Ooh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I think Riley right now might shave it for a little bit less than I will. But I don't know. (laughs) Oh, all right. I don't know. Shot Uh, across the bow yeah but I think <laughs> but I think you know because if you were off of Riley five grand, I think you might do it for five grand. Um, but like I think it, I think it would be tough for either one of us because I think both of us pride ourselves and our on our hair. and I heard Ben Goddard was uh, saying 12 grand give me a break. Ben's oh, old, man. old already. So it's like you know because he always shaves. he always has his sides pretty yeah. shaved. so to go a little for uh, a little more further than that, uh, I, I think he, I think he's uh, shooting a little too high for a guy who just showed up on the scene. He should be doing it for about a thousand, for a hundy, to be honest with you, in Saul's terminology.
1: A hundy yeah, would be enough. Here's my question. Yeah. Look, but for this is for both you and Riley. This is what puzzles me: is you both got stay-at-home chicks? It's already you. You. The hard part's already over. What do you mean? She's not going to leave you if you shave your head. Shave your head. Who cares? Do you know what it's like to live with somebody
2: who doesn't like the fact that you shaved your head? It's every, day, especially if I kind of do. Yeah, yeah. Both <laughs> of you are both of you are home because of the coronavirus thing. Do you think every time she looks over, she's like, "Why'd you do it? Why did you do it?" I hope that grows back. I hope that, grew, that better grow back. You can't take that twenty four hours a day for God's sakes. That's that's the exchange.
1: Well, you're so confident. Why don't you just tell her, of course, look, I got a great head of hair. I'm a real man. Don't worry about it. It's coming back. In the meantime, you have opportunities to make it up to her in other ways. I just I, Look, if I had a chick right now, I'd fucking whatever. Just shave it. Go ahead. She's, <laughs> she, she's stuck with me, especially yeah. during quarantine where you're really fucking stuck. Oh, yeah. Whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of something fucking weird and funny and... Goofy to do with my beard. Uh, it's time to shave for sure. I've got the the mustache hair is going down over my lip. Um, yeah. Spaghetti sauce stuck in it. All kinds of shit. Dude, like picking out picking out fucking food and crumbs out of my beard from the night before and <laughs> eating it because I'm fucking hungry and I'm single. Uh, you know, it's just it's terrible. But um, but a- another thing here. Speak again. Speaking of this hair thing, and you do have great hair, Roca. Uh, no offense, uh, Saul, but your beard is more to speak of than your hair uh but roko speaking of beards man what's up dude why don't you grow a beard during this time everybody's shaving their head why don't you go for the beard
2: oh no i can't grow the beard i've tried to grow my hair out and the most i get is some uh mustache that looks like i should be uh you know like doing nefarious things on the side i'm not a big fan someday i'll post that picture on my Instagram of a throwback Thursday of a picture I took when I was 24 years old. And I look like, uh, I just look uh, really, um, I look like a criminal is what I'll say with that mustache. And so I, I, I can't grow a beard. My face can't grow a beard. And I wish it could, uh, but I can't. Because I would absolutely have grown a beard by now. Because to be honest with you, uh, facial hair has been in for the last couple of years on a yep. number of platforms. So if I could have grown it out, I would have by now for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. What's your hair looking like, Saul, these days?
1: <laughs> fucking phenomenal. That's part of usual. What are you talking about? I don't appreciate you somehow having to choose my beard over my hair. I, the one in, to me, they're literally connected, literally connected <laughs> So smart ass. <laughs> I fucking, I'm over here looking like uh, a, like I'm a, like a second lead on the TV show Vikings, and uh, <laughs> you know I'm doing pretty well for myself in that regard.
0: You're absolutely yeah, good. yeah. I know the girl who washed her hair at the salon, man. She said you left a $2 tip.
1: Well, listen, you're going to come at me with cold water, first of all. There you go. You're losing money right there. I expect at least – I don't need scolding water, just warm water, all right? I'm not an animal. <laughs> hit me with cold water like I'm not paying attention. Anyway.
0: So, yeah, she, I, gets, once, she gets two bucks. I once told a girl shampooing my hair before a cut that that was the most action I'd had in two years. Sad thing is, it was the truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> she loved it. Oh, she ate that up.
1: <laughs> so, Roka, when you try to grow a beard, do you like after a few weeks? Do, like, do you notice people coming? Is it one of those situations where people are like, "Are you okay?" Like, do they check? Yeah, or... it kind of looks like <laughs> that.
2: It looks like I. It looks like I. Uh, you know, I, I slept next to Dagnino behind the dumpster at the Seven Eleven for a few weeks. Yeah, definitely. So okay. that's why I don't wear it. I don't wear it, uh, uh, or I don't try to grow it. It's just not we're follically challenged in that way. And I think the exchange is the, that uh, in our family and the exchange is that uh, we have a great head of hair. So you can't have both. And so uh, that's the way I take it. And so I'm good.
0: <laughs> now, is it every guy? Now, this may sound, I don't know. I, maybe I should know the answer to this. Uh, being 40-year-old man, maybe this is just a thing that all men should know. But is it all men who have... Uh, or do all men have like at least one spot in their beard that just doesn't seem to fill in? You know what I mean. It seems like a lot of people there's just that one little spot. Well, or is it just I, me and a few people I know?
2: I don't. I, that would be Sauls to answer that one because I can't even grow to even have a spot. So because my my entire cheeks are the two spots.
1: So <laughs> uh, if there is a spot where I can't grow a beard, it's nowhere on my jaw or lip because oh. uh, it's just entirely. It's it's a whole. It looks like a, a red bush everywhere. Um, Hello. It uh no I don't. Uh, it, it does grow strange sometimes. Like uh, the sides grow longer than the chin, and sometimes it grows and gets longer, and then it will stop growing lengthwise, and it will get thicker. Like it will get wider. It, mm, it's it's, yep. it's a it's like having a pet. It's fucking ridiculous. I don't know what I, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing over here, but um, man. But, no, I don't have any of those spots in my – I know I know what you're talking about. There's people who just can't grow it on certain parts of their cheeks or their – chin, or they can't con- – yeah. The one that I can't stand is they can't connect the mustache to their beard. Oh, man. See, oh, wow. I'm right
0: down there, like right where the jawline part of the beard would meet the uh, goatee. I've got a little strip right there that goes uh, vertical where I, I have trouble growing.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. That's troubling. It's
0: yeah, some sometimes I, I go into it and I shave just that bit on both sides, so it, I don't know. It it really isn't that good, but um, <laughs> but well, I was also okay. I was all, I wish Christian would take the hat off for longer than a, a split second to show mm-hmm. us that Uncle Fester head he's got. <laughs> but I was looking at the thumbnail from Riley's uh, show last night, yeah. and it's like the top part of Christian's head. And I swear, even though he he has eyelashes, still it looks like he doesn't.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a little scary to be honest with you. Yeah,
0: agreed. Very weird. A lot weirder than I would have thought it would look. And he <laughs> and you, I didn't even know that he shaved it. And t- I mean, I guess everyone else knew. I I, I listen to the show and watch the show while I do some stuff around my apartment. So yeah. maybe I didn't notice it first, but. Now I can't stop looking at how weird uh, the hat looks on him now. Like, you can tell it's shaved, and it's got that little gap now between between his head and the hat, which uh, which makes me wonder, Roka, is your hair so thick? How would the hat fit? How would your cowboy hat fit if you were to shave your head? Would That's it even a good fit? question.
2: That's a good question, because I have a tough time fitting it on my head now. Uh, we just did an exhibition match. For the Rocky exhibition match, and I put it on for the match, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's you know it's straining against uh, the sides for sure to stay on top of my hair. So that's what I would say. It's it's not an easy fit right now. It's certainly a better fit when I shave the sides of my hair, but shaving it completely, it might uh, it might jostle a little bit uh, inside the uh, inside the hat for sure. So uh, him wearing those ski caps, it's a smart. That's a smarter choice. Yeah. Uh, because that hugs, obviously, your your head a little bit better than a regular cap would if it's unadjustable. Yeah,
0: yeah. and uh, he just – I don't know. He said something – or he did something earlier this week. See, mm-hmm. man, I got that short-term memory loss thing going on. <laughs> a lot of you folks in California have that, but um, anyway <laughs> – <laughs> um, Wait, no, you're uh, you're are
1: you saying, John? You say, Jay? You are saying you're high? Is that what that what clip was? Or? Dude,
0: this is like deja vu, man. I remember this happening another time on this show with you asking me that same question.
1: Well, maybe you should rethink and think about why I would ask you such things. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe identifying the pattern is the first step towards you know growth or something.
0: Man, we're gonna have to pick a Friday night. I'm gonna take you out on a date when all this is over. So you know me better than anyone has that I've <laughs> known for years, dude. You, you just you got me nailed, man. It's it's amazing.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I'm a perceptive uh, fella, but uh, you know my dance calendar is all booked up. I got all these Friday nights. I got some, I got something on every one. It's a real shame, but uh, flattered. Well,
0: are you gonna be dancing with Zavlert and Flaus?
1: Of course. I mean, I've been, first of all, you guys are all Johnny-come-latelys with the and flouse. I fucking, i listen, I went, I was the first time I ever went to Bavaria in 2006, I went there as a groupie, and immediately you get off the plane, and there's several people meet you, and they take your shoes, and then uh, you go into the woods, and you just dance. Uh, there wasn't a lot of music or dancing, actually. We were supposed to dance, and then they took yeah. my walk. Oh, actually, you know what? I think I think I just got mugged. Never mind. I <laughs> I just got mugged in Germany. But I am uh, yeah. I'll probably start dancing now. Uh,
0: what What did you think when you first started getting bombarded with all that Roka? What What, what do you remember the first uh, the first tweet that you got thrown at you with the uh, zaflirt and flir- flouse,
2: well, uh, tweet? Well, to be honest with you, it was already because I follow Christian and I follow Schmodown and I follow SCM. So it's like. Those those pictures were already popping up. And I just thought, oh, he's found uh, a way for Sheridan to be even more over with the fans or Sheridan has. And then I don't know how it came up. I don't know if Christian came up with the name or, or he came up with the name and the song. But I mean, you know how it is on Sen Live or, or when it was Collider Live as well. Like once they stumble upon something brilliant, the fans just rally around it and come up with music. And I know Christian encouraged people to, to bomb our streams with stuff, which <laughs> I thought was funny. And it ended up make get, making it trending at what, at number 26 on Twitter that day. So a lot of fun. I think my favorite one though is him like with that uh, uh, dancing, that dancing one that looks like something, an album cover from the seventies. Uh, that's bah, brilliant. Yes. So uh, it's fantastic to see that one. I thought that, that looks like an a, old eight track cover. Uh, for a 70s uh, 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 performance, live performance. So uh, that's one of it But yeah, no, I think I remember seeing it on Twitter. Somebody, somebody, a few people tagged me. Uh, probably Lawrence Lease was one of the first people to tag me, and then it kind of went from there. But I also think that people understand I'm only going to address it like once in any stream I do and then move <laughs> on from it. So they get it. Like they get that I recognize right. it and I'll mention it, but then I'll move on to, to other things, you know, because uh, there are other things I want to talk about besides <laughs> the flirt and flas. No offense to the flirt and flas. But I was looking at it today and I was like, oh, I wish I could have. And I don't want to be a Johnny come lately, as, uh, as Saul eloquently pointed out. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I want to create a character that's connected to it. But then I'm afraid, like, if I do that, it'll feel like I'm trying to, like, ride the coattails of that. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to play his dad. I'd like to play some character that is his dad. <laughs> oh, he's wow. like super disappointed with the Flirt and Flaus, and like they haven't <laughs> spoken in like twenty years because he never believed in him as a performer and thought he was, you know, wasting the opportunity. And like he was, uh, you know, he's a he was a dad who had a lot of he, he should have taken over the family business, and he went off to follow these dreams of Hollywood and look at him dancing like a fool in that vest on that album <laughs> cover. Like I just thought about all these kinds of things. You can play with it if they would, if uh, that could ever be. A character to play uh, in that situation so that could be a lot of fun
0: well the question i think that uh everyone wants to know is when are you gonna have the flirt and flouse on your, one of your shows <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's in high demand right now you gotta gotta give yeah. the folks what they want right <laughs> i guess that's a fair
2: point to make yeah i mean it would be kind of fun to have him on the outlaw show and then like see how far brett could take it because I, I would be upset if I put Brett on for two hours and he broke character, right? If he didn't break character the whole time, I think, uh, I, think I would absolutely love to have Brett on the show. But even on Sen Live, he breaks character. Christian tripped him up this morning yeah. on something, which I thought was funny, some uh, flop or flap or something like that, and uh, Sheridan broke. And so if Sharon could promise me to stay as a Wurtenplatz for two hours so we could do a whole bit out of it for two hours on the Outlaw Nation show, that would be awesome. That would be I would absolutely be down to do that with Brett. He's such a great talent, very funny guy, incredibly good at improv. So it would it would lead to a fantastic
0: show. Oh, for sure. What what are you thinking about this, the za and
1: flause saw? I you know, I've just been in awe of his artistry for a long time now, and I'm glad he's finally getting the uh the recognition from this sphere that he deserves.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure, and and I didn't even know till recently, a couple weeks ago, that he was in the Guild, and I fucking, I have all of the seasons of the Guild on DVD that I bought as they came out when the show was being put out on the web, so I was an original viewer of that show as it was being released, <laughs> and I never, I just... I, I never put that together that that was Brett. But as soon as someone had mentioned that, I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" It, I didn't even have to go back to watch to look and be like, "Is that him?" I could see him in my head, and I was just like, "Yeah, dude, that was Brett." <laughs> yeah, it it really is a shame that he is not uh that that he's not exploded, man. That that uh, yeah. he he should he should have a lot more recognition in in uh. And and work than than he does, man. He's I agree great.
2: with Brett's yeah. Brett's not an alpha, so Brett's not going to go chase it. You know what I'm saying? Brett's kind of and yeah. that's Kind of the gift of Brett is that he'll he'll do things on his own time, but he does he's not going to push for it. Right? Is he's, he's and so so when people discover it, it's more natural and organic, and people love it because they're reminded again of. Uh, how talented this guy really is. But it's also because he doesn't try to show you how talented he is. It just happens naturally. So I think people feel a certain affinity for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, As opposed to Saul who keeps bragging about how talented he is, but no one's ever seen it.
1: That's so. right. I'm fucking the most talented. you got no idea. I, <laughs> no, just, nobody has
2: any idea. You're right.
1: Nobody no, you, no, no, you're right. Now, now, hold on! Now, now,
0: Roka said. Normally, I'd sit back and I'd be like, "Okay," and I just let it go. But Roka, you said something <laughs> that that I'm gonna have to actually back you up on this. Sorry, Saul. Um, mm-hmm. But you said you said basically, you know, nobody knows yet. Technically, that is true, and that's not a <laughs> knock on you, Saul. But I mean, we've not seen you play a match yet. We know you're a great personality, and, and you know you've got you've got great insight to things that. Nobody wait, else whoa, 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 knows whoa, whoa, whoa. what wait, you're talking about, but... Wait, wait, I mean, what, kind
1: of per- what kind of personality am I? Just a personality. I don't... Uh, I mean, am not like a... Uh, I think you said something else. I think you said something else. Thank you very much.
0: What? No, <laughs> don't, dude, no. don't even know. Don't even try to start that kind of stuff here. Not on this one, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but no, but no. Uh, for real, though, I'm, I'm just itching to see you play a match. And uh, just really hoping that... I mean, obviously, when the time is right, we'll start rolling all this stuff back out. But, uh, but really, looking forward to that. And Roca, you're not in the inner geekdom, but how yeah. bad? Uh, well, I don't. I shouldn't say how bad. I don't know. Is there a part of you that that, that just really desires wanting to go at Saul in in the in the ring in a slow down match?
2: No, not really. Because Saul hasn't earned the right for me to be uh, a- anxious oh. to go at him in the ring. He hasn't. If he does something, wins some matches, pulls off some upsets, then at that point, absolutely, there's nothing I enjoy more as the outlaw. And people might find this ironic. There's nothing I enjoy more as the outlaw than shutting up people who think they're better than they actually are in the ring. It's so much fun. I've beaten how many of the youngins that everyone was crowing about that I beat on their way trying to get to that spot. Uh, so uh, I like it. You have to go through me to get there, and I appreciate the fact that that's still uh, a thing in our league. So I, I'm I'm proud of that. So if Saul gets there, and I hope Saul gets there, uh, it would be a fun Titanic match between the both of us.
1: Yeah, and, and John is right. John, in a lot of ways, have has created, uh, helped brush aside everything that needed to be brushed aside so you can have uh, a dynamic personality in the schmodown and not just have it be strictly about, strictly about the game. Hmm. And that's uh, in a lot of ways uh, I'm sure he's, he's very happy someone like me can show up and, 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 and uh, be bigger than he ever was. And I know he <laughs> sees that. <laughs> he, Absolutely. Like he set this, he, he built the stage for someone like a Saul to show up and shine. And I really appreciate that. Uh, And I can't wait to uh, show that to the world. And uh, taking what you kind of cobbled together a little bit and then like me making it, me making it like firm, making it out of like cement. Wow. Look at that. And then just being like a super heroic, admired person. And I'm sure if (laughs) if I remember, I might thank you when it happens. No, please do. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. If you remember. If I remember. You're like
2: Tommy Gunn. You're going to thank George Washington Duke instead of Rocky. You son of a bitch.
1: Nah, that's not, oh, no. That's not me, baby. <laughs> that's not me. I remember
0: who Oh, my gosh. Oh. Um, why don't, what would you, all right. Now, I don't, I don't want the, Now, I'm not trying to start anything. Okay. Damn it. These are just <laughs> questions. And, <laughs> no, and no I, of I, not. I am really starting to These are questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I'm starting to look at Schmoe. Is a sport, so these is
2: a sport. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, It really is, and so I'm starting to. Uh, I start. I'm starting to feel more comfortable asking certain questions from uh, looking at it like a sports, and not. I'm trying to instigate in anything, and but um, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I've talked before. And I'll just ask this now. I've asked Saul this question before, but Roca, if if you. If you had to be traded, if you were traded and it was against your will, what yeah. faction would you want to be traded to?
2: It's a great question. I think I've found a great affinity for the dungeon. I've really enjoyed getting to know Kaiser. I know Kaiser respects my work in this league, and he doesn't take shots at me like some of the other managers do, kind of under their breath sometimes. Uh, I appreciate that he respects the legacy that I've created uh, with the outlaw in the league. Um, I think Smets has a a great respect for me as well. And I've enjoyed getting to know Robert Parker. So I'm a fan of the dungeon, to be honest with you. And so if they were going to make a trade like that, if I was going to be forced against my will, and and I think that dungeon would benefit from me going over there and could make up the point differential on the Finstock exchange quickly, I I would absolutely love to go over there, to be honest with you. It'd be a lot of fun because also Kaiser gets it being a Bobby Heenan fan. Uh, he gets what what's going on with the league. And so for me, that would be a blast uh, to roll on over there and hang out with those guys and do promos from the dungeon with those guys. That It'd be so much fun. I think we'd find easy rapport and easy chemistry with those uh, uh, those promos on the
1: mic. All right, yeah. no, John. I'm John, I'm, I didn't want to I don't want to disappoint you. But as as Uh-oh. someone who was formerly a member of the dungeon. Yeah, um, yeah. So you said that you think you know Smets respects you, and he, he mm-hmm. said very respectful mm-hmm. things about you. Yeah, I actually was talking to him not long ago about this, and I said, "Yeah, you say a lot of respectful things about Roca," and he looked me in the eyes and he goes, "All of it's sarcastic." I yeah, go, "Really?" Yeah. Totally. I go, "All of it." And yeah. He goes, "Every word of it, brother," and he winked at wow. me. I don't know why; it kind of creeped me yeah. out. I didn't, I didn't appreciate it. You know, so yeah. just that's what he thinks of you. I just want you well, to know is, that.
2: This is the time that we need to talk about the intervention we we're considering for the mind altering drugs that he takes all the time because they do affect his judgment and what he thinks Mm -hmm. he's seeing and what's actually happening. You know, it's funny. Smet said the same thing to me. He goes, I only talk to Saul because I have to. So I throw him a bunch of misinformation to make him feel better about himself. And so I don't know what's the truth, Saul. I don't know what's the truth. No, you're right.
1: Yes, that's completely true. He said, I I only talk to Saul because I have to, because he has so much love for what I am and what I do. (laughs) he feels he has to talk to me. He's got to know more about me and understand me more as a fan of mine. And I appreciate when Smets does that, but I don't appreciate him getting out of line talking shit about you.
2: Hey, Smets. Smets, come in here, man. Saul's got something to say to you. All <laughs> right, Smetsy,
0: okay. He says he doesn't, come in. He says well,
1: he doesn't <laughs> want to talk to you. He I can understand. Well, no, you get starstruck when you're, when you're around your favorite people. Is that what it is? <laughs> <Smetsy>. <laughs> Smitty gets oh a little starstruck. God.
2: Starstruck.
1: Oh. When they traded me away, he was crying, and it was sort of like he was crying because I was going. I was, he was crying because I was there. He couldn't mind.
2: There's the saw. Those were tears of joy. Those were not tears
1: of sadness. Yes, yeah. there was. Oh, of I don't joy. know. I don't know. The guy's a mess. Is all I'm trying to say. And uh, I hope he gets the help he needs. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: poor, it's um, poor. How with, with this COVID nineteen and, and the schmodown being kind of uh on pause for now and yeah. and without it being something that you're you're uh how am I without it being something that is foremost in your life at this moment, has that caused the Finstock Exchange drama from the start of the season to calm down a little bit? Uh
2: uh yes and no. Look, the, the I think the thing I've said this, and I say this over and over again, and people don't want to 100% like get on board with it, but I'm not doing this or I'm not I'm not registering my distaste or disagreement in an effort to have the spotlight on me. I've seen the more cynical fans kind of mention that or allude to that. It's not about that. I'm not hungry for the fucking spotlight. Like I have built my career legitimately and respectfully in what I do, and I have a YouTube channel that shows that. So I I, I don't pick these fights or look for these fights. Things happen with miscommunication, and I uh, get upset about it. And I feel like I'm in this position now, having been in the league for a number of years, where I can raise dissent or raise my voice or raise my point in a loud fashion to be heard. And to be honest with you, many, many people reach out to me and tell me that they agree with my positions on these things, including some of the other managers from other factions. You know, so with the fourth round thing, that was legitimate. I was super pissed that day because uh, I didn't appreciate that they hadn't discussed what they were going to do. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, they all called me afterwards and cleared it up. And then later on, and then, you know, uh, subsequently, both Tom and Ben have, like, said, yeah, we should have handled that better. And on the second note, the thing with Ben and I is just that Ben is Ben is a young dog in the yard who wants – is he uh, wants to leave his mark in the league and I absolutely understand where that's coming from and respect where that's coming from. Uh Dan and I are top of the mountain right now in the tag team thing. So we're, you know, we we've got uh, a corruption coming up and so people want a shot at us and a piece of us. It's uneasy uh that uh uneasy lies the head that we're crowned and that's how it is. So I've said this, we're all alphas in this damn faction and we are jockeying to keep our status, our positions, our uh, um, our legacy as champions and best the best players to ever play the game, so that will naturally lead to some friction and some uh, uh, banging of heads within it because we all think of us, we all think we have the right way for things to go about. But I will say this: we've had some conversations recently, and I think those conversations have really brought more understanding and acceptance to the exchange and i think you'll see the drama start to die down and the loudness of our play uh will be what you hear more than anything else and i think that's and by the way we were doing both at the start the year we were kicking ass in the ring and having drama outside of the ring uh but i think what you'll see is the drama start to get lower in volume and our play uh the sound from our play get higher in volume and i think that's what you want in the end from a faction you know Shaq and Kobe figured it out for three titles so Lord knows we can figure it out as well
1: so what you're saying so 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 this is all this is a realization you guys have all together during this this uh COVID shutdown right yeah yeah absolutely yeah so that's uh that's yet another terrible thing this COVID thing has done (laughs) (laughs) it's prevented it's prevented the inevitable destruction of the exchange
0: it's true Um, well, well, maybe maybe this might have nothing to do with it. It seems like Finstock is back, and uh, we're going to get into that and some more schmodown talk, including this week's match that dropped uh, here after this promo break for some other shows from Merc with the Movie Blog. We'll be right back, guys.
1: Hey, guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Merc with the Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. Mike, Sarah and I every week coming together, doing our own little our own little radio show, whatever you wanna call it, talking movie news, life, TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're gonna talk about. Every week, just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Mercury Movie Works feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay okay, don't listen. Ready?
0: Yeah, guys, be sure to check out those shows. There's a lot of good stuff going on there. And uh, a quick note about Go Get That Rose. Um, I know you guys love listening to me rant about Bachelor and and all that kind of shit. They're all fucking insane. Um, And it absolutely is a contest. But anyway... um, Bachelor has a new series, a new show that just started called Listen to Your Heart. Sarah, the host of Go Get That Rose, is totally fucking stoked. Me, on the other hand, I love music too much to subject myself to that bullshit, so I opted (laughs) out of this series on Go Get That Rose. So, um, Sarah has a co-host, a special guest co-host for this season uh, of this new series, and her name is Kristen, uh, she's lovely. She uh, she's really fun, nice girl. And uh, some of you, guys, I don't know if John might know her, but you guys know at least her boyfriend is Winston Marshall. So yeah. go and support her as she makes her podcasting de- show debut with Sarah on "Go Get That Rose." Uh, you can find that on the Merk with a Movie blog feed. Um, I edited the episode myself yesterday. And I listened to it as I did so intently, and it was great. I really enjoyed it. So they both did a great job. So check that out for sure, guys. But um, all the bachelor bullshit aside, Finstock might be back. Like the bearded, masked Finstock <laughs> might be back. Um, you guys, if you you know you you said the the, the drama, uh, which for whatever reason there was some drama, and I don't, I, I'm not good or bad. It's not for me to mm. say. Um, but that is cycled through and mellowed out. But are you concerned at all about what could come from Finstock being back? Uh, well,
2: if it's Finstock of old, which led to the Lions Den being one of the most formidable formidable groups to ever uh, be a faction in the Schmodown, then I'm all for it. I'm excited by it. Um, I know that Finstock, the Finstock in the previous iteration, is someone you couldn't a hundred percent know what he was going to do so you kind of had to ride that out so for me i'm i'm cool with this being back if this makes him an even more uh fearsome manager or even more dialed in manager then i'm absolutely down for it and and i don't trust what andrew did of course i never buy when andrew's a face i know he's a a hidden heel all the time so who knows what uh plans he's got up his sleeve so uh you know giving him the mask maybe he's trying to like you know infiltrate the the uh finstock exchange uh so he can stay in the spotlight a little bit so i don't know i don't know it's tough to say but it was an interesting uh interesting uh cut scene for sure uh and it was a, a you know just the i like the ending with the 70s ending that was badass so uh i like that he's doing that and uh, don't be surprised if finstock is the one that turns the tables on andrew you never when you mess with a a, a, a subtle mental warrior like finstock you take your life and your career into your own hands. That's for sure.
0: Man, there was, there was a lot of goodness there. Um, but <laughs> what I took away from that and the only thing I took away from that was that you were all for the, the den being extremely mm-hmm. successful this year. Saul, man, <laughs> you are in the den, buddy. Roka wants you guys to kick some ass. How does that feel, man?
1: yeah well, you know, I think most people I think most people want us to kick some ass, and I think uh yeah, as par huge, <laughs> bro, den doing den like shit, which is eating the week
2: yeah, but den the den are right there on our heels, nipping at our heels, you know ben got been a hell of a guy to have discovered and put into play, and he's racking up points, so maybe Saul at some point will get in the ring. Uh, not fall flat on his face. It might help the situation himself. We'll see. Oh no, no,
1: not me, baby. I'm not falling on my face. Let me tell you, okay. I'm fucking dialed in. I was listen. I was actually, if if things went to uh, were normal, I would have yeah. had my I would have had my first match by now. It probably would have even. And uh, no, I I am taking this. Uh, I think most people they they see me get drafted, in my name and the and Think, yeah. oh, all right, it's going to be like uh, it's going to be a goof. And uh, listen, I'm I'm as dialed into to. to the schmodown. I I didn't think I could be this. Actually, mm-hmm. I been mean, I've been I've been doing you know athletic my whole life. yeah been a martial artist. Uh, hey
0: Saul, you're cutting in and out a little bit, buddy. Oh am I?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, am I there?
0: Is that better? You're You are
1: down. see, my fucking beard is so grand. It sometimes just will grab what's near it because it's just growing at such a rapid rate because of the testosterone. <laughs>
2: You're saying a beard little... is a symbiote? Is that what you're saying?
1: I'm just saying it's like because you can't if you have a lot of testosterone, it like it almost has to escape your body through a beard. It grows a beard. It's and it just will it'll just latch out. And yeah, it's basically it's a symbiotic thing.
2: Symbiotic. Symbiotic, yeah. Symbiotic.
1: Symbiote. Symbiote. Oh, wow. Watch it. Is what it is. Oh, remember
2: that. Yeah. And
1: um the point is this uh I'm gonna be good. Cool. I, I I do. I
0: believe you, Saul. I really do. Um, I guess mainly because you're such a mysterious person, I literally know... Well, yeah, okay, yeah, I know I know pretty much nothing about you or what you do. Um, so I imagine that you get a lot of study and time in, man.
1: What the fuck correlation is there between those two things?
0: <laughs> I know. I, dude, sometimes I start saying shit, and right in the middle... I, I either wonder what the fuck I'm saying, or I realize, in this case, I realize what I'm saying could maybe come off as a little bit shitty.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not the only one wondering. What the fuck? Wait, because you don't know anything about me. You're assuming I just hang out all day and just a loser.
0: I know. I, that's a dude to say. I was right in the middle, and I'm like, oh, man, I just called Saul a lazy bastard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean – I am lazy, but you I, I don't, <laughs> you completely guessed at it. That's what I don't appreciate. You didn't earn that right <laughs> to call me a lazy prick.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, that came out completely wrong. Sure did. Sure did. <laughs> but
1: anyway, probably, uh, probably but, but for real. Making, oh, I'm sorry, oh go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Nah, you, no, no, no. I insist.
0: No, please, ladies first.
1: Oh, no, I see what you did there. You're trying to fucking diminish my manhood. I don't appreciate any of that. But uh, do you know what? If I was a chick, I would be the best chick. You would have no idea. I would be wildly feminine. Don't even get me started, all right? All right, let's get back Hey, man,
0: I'm down. I think you're sexy the way you are. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you you should change. I like you the way you are, man.
1: John, he's definitely hitting on me, right?
0: I
2: don't know what's happening. I'm just, uh, I'm
0: just hanging
2: out. <laughs> yeah, Did I, that happen?
1: Sometimes the just
0: goes way <laughs> off the fucking rails. Um, but to bring it back onto the rails, something you had mentioned earlier, Roka, and I wanted to ask you about this too, Saul. Uh, the exp- exhibition matches have started filming. Um yeah. Now that's got to be super exciting for all you guys. But uh Saul, has there been any talks of you being in one of these exhibition matches because your debut match uh has been postponed? Maybe just to get you out there?
1: I unfortunately had to turn one down uh either Wednesday or yesterday or something. So yeah, there was, and then uh there's nothing for and there's no uh I, not, probably it, it doesn't look like I'm gonna make this bat this this current round. I had I couldn't uh I couldn't do one that was offered to me. I don't know what I should say or not. But, um, would have, uh, but yeah, so I, I, no, probably not. Dude, you, you lazy
0: bastard. Why did you turn it down if you don't do anything all day?
1: Because I was just relaxing. I was on the fucking couch and they were like, we need you right now. And I was like, nah. Uh, I'm too
0: busy sitting on the couch. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just I'm like I yeah. got to I got to go over here. I can't be
0: bothered. Yeah. <laughs> um having having done one of the matches already yourself. So, I don't know. Can you tell us how many you've done roca Uh
2: I've done two so far. Uh, all right. So and and how's it going so
0: far from your perspective, being with it, being online and not having the, the personal interaction and all that, you know, how different yeah. is it and, and how are you finding it? Well, I've done a
2: five rounder and a three rounder. So what I'll say to you is that I have found these matches to be seamless and sorry, and flow really well within the parameters of doing it online. Pretty much nobody's, like, you know, connection is cut out. Uh, There hasn't been any kind of – at least in the two matches I've done, there's been no controversy about, oh, they got a little bit of extra time because the internet went down or the Wi-Fi was skipped or it was delayed. Nothing like that. Everything has been on point. So I think both of the exhibition matches I've done have been fantastic to be a part of and have been enjoyable and without controversy. And what an an interestingly ironic thing to happen that – the one place where you, the one platform where you think there'd be more controversy, at least on the two matches I've done, there have been none. Uh, it's been a, a fun experience, and maybe that helps too. That there's not really that much on the line, although there, the belt is on the line. The Rocky belt is on the line in my exhibition match with uh, with uh, Christian Harloff. Uh, the the Pride is more on the line with that champs versus champs versus champ versus champ match uh, in that way. But it's been surprisingly non uh it's been surprisingly controversy free so i've enjoyed that and it's been great to see everybody and still kind of you know like sharpen up the skills
0: a little bit with the matches yeah yeah now now with the this, this season having slowed down and whatnot were there any uh any personal goals that you had set for yourself that you wanted to accomplish this season that you just can't now
2: uh well at this point, I, you know, it's funny you say this. Things I don't like to create goals for myself in the Schmodown because that to me is a recipe for disappointment. Um, I think, And I want to make sure I clarify this because people will start jumping up and down going crazy about it. What I mean by that is that ever since I've won the belt the first time, because that was my goal, right? Winning that belt was my goal. Beating Dan to get that belt was my goal. And I would cheer Dan on to beat other people because I wanted him to be undefeated selfishly when I played them, played him just so I had a chance to break that streak and win that belt, and kind of like etch my name in the lore of the schmodown. That being said, since I've won the belt, the goals have changed and shifted over the years, and it's really just about winning the match that's in front of me uh but right now, with this situation, I would like to have another shot at playing Dan. For the belt and possibly be double belted for the first time ever in my career. Because I think if I was to do that, that would pretty much close the door on my leg, the, of, on the questioning, anybody questioning my legacy as one of the greatest to ever play the game. So that is my goal now trying to beat Ethan Irwin, which is an incredibly difficult task, monumental task. Um, uh, and then somehow finding a way to beat Dan Merle. Uh, for that belt one more time in what will probably be one of the most friendly uh, title <laughs> matches you'll ever see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's something that I I have a goal for. And I know I'm already envisioning the moment that Dan, uh, I can, I can visualize the moment uh, that Dan hands me the belt. That doesn't mean it's going to happen, nor do I think Uh, I have any kind of, you know, belief or confidence that it will happen. I'm just taking it one match at a time. And right now my focus is Ethan. And if there's any goal, it's just to win as a faction and be the top faction points-wise by the end of the year and somehow be double-belted. So normally I don't walk into a season with goals since I won the belt. But this season, because of the faction situation, I've had those two goals just sitting in the back of my mind uh, as, uh, you know, just kind of there and hoping it happens uh, and working hard to make it happen, and being okay if it doesn 't
0: well i 've got absolutely all the confidence in the world you can make it happen, and it 's okay. definitely something I want to see uh the match you and Merle that would just be amazing on so many levels so hopefully Agreed, uh yeah. hopefully the cards will fall that way uh Good luck to getting that that would be great um, yeah thank you i i i, I now i 've been there's something I've been thinking about with this again on the theme of this this damn beer bug just putting a hamper on this this uh, the new era season. Um, I kind of had an idea, and I don't know. This is not something I put much thought into, and I'm not. Uh, I enjoy sports, but I don't get into the details and the the technicalities and all that kind of stuff of it. I'm just kind of like on the surface thinker of sports. Um, yeah. But I had this idea I wanted to run by you, and we got uh, Brad Gilmore coming on next week. I'm going to run it by him, too. I'm interested to see what what he thinks uh, uh, with his knowledge of the Schmodown but not being a competitor, what his opinion is. But um, I was thinking maybe it it seems like this season uh, so far, you you know, with the pause, uh, the matches have been a little bit uneven between all Mm -hmm. the factions. So I was thinking, what if – What if you maybe just play out the rest of this season, um, skip the tournaments, though, just play out the rest of the season, uh, and by the end of the season, even out all the matches. Do the best you can to make it so that at the end of what would be the end of the season seven, you would have all of the factions pretty much on an even playing field. They've all had the same amount of matches. Even it up a little. And then just making an extended season, not have a Season 8, just have Season 8 become Season 7 and extended, mm-hmm. and then just really get into the whole swing of it when Season 8 would have started, but just have mm-hmm. a long Season 7. to kind of really kick it off, the, the new era. Now, I don't know. That may be a stupid idea. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I wanted to get your thoughts on that, if that even makes any sense.
2: Well, it sounds to me like you're talking about like the last week of fantasy in any league, where you... Or in the NBA, rather, where you kind of factor in the last two weeks of the season as your championship matchup, right? So that's what you're essentially talking about is turning the – because I I wonder – I really doubt – how can I say this correctly? I would be surprised if we play any matches for the rest of the year with the way this is going. I mean, I don't think – I don't know if it was Gavin Newsom or Eric Garcetti who said, uh, I don't see us playing sports in Los Angeles until 2021. And if that wow. holds to be true, then I can't imagine we'd be doing the Schmodown in 2021 because of the restrictions and the limits and what have you that's going on. So for me personally, I would be surprised if that happened uh, overall if we played. So extending the season into, C- into next year, so in essence you've got a year and a half of a season or a year and a quarter of a season, uh, I don't think is out of the realm of the possibility for Christian. I mean, it'd be weird for us to win this season considered it's considering it's a truncated season. um, And I think it would be unfair for the other factions that they didn't get a chance to catch up or pull some upsets or add to the drama and make it a tighter race, you know? So to me, I think that would be, uh, I don't know. I think it would be an incorrect thing to do, but if, but if Christian makes that decision, then of course, we're going to stand at the mountaintop and gladly take the prize. But I also think it will feel a little hollow not to do it over an entire year. You know, and I'm the kind of person, it's not, ju- I'm not just built, like, I don't know how to say this. Um, winning is not just what it's all about for me. It's how you win. It's the way you win. And that's how I'm built. And maybe I'm just from a different, cut from a different cloth. I just feel like if we had played the whole year and come out on top, then that's a respectable win because we did it. We we suffered all the slings and arrows. And at the end of the day, we finished the year with the most points in a fair season a, a year long league that would be something but if i but if we were to win off of three months i i wouldn't feel as good about that as i would if we had won over 12 months you know what i'm saying so i hope i was clear about that that's the kind of way they look at it so
0: yeah yeah perfectly clear um what are your thoughts Saul? i mean knowing knowing uh, you as well as i do i just assume that you don't care how you win you just would take a win
1: so you know me you don't know me. Are we we- we have a consensus of some sort. <laughs> I just need some consistency here, Jay. I just need. Let's just. Hey, man, see. I
0: asked you out on a date and you fucking pretty much said no. So, what do you want from <laughs> me now? That's,
1: oh, that's fair. it's just some sort of consistency, all right. Um, well, listen, I think what we do is because Gavin Newsom made those statements, it was
2: we, Newsom, okay, yeah,
1: yeah, and then I think what you do is you follow Dana White. And we get Trivia Island. Yes. We get it. Yes. Uh, maybe like is Catalina technically California? Yeah, but is it really? Or someplace we get some sort of Channel Island somewhere or an Indian reservation and we just fucking schmo down it up. That's what I'm going to petition. <laughs> or we or just rent uh, get a big boat and go exactly. out into inter-
0: international waters on a big cruise ship or something.
1: Get a cruise ship because that – no one's ever gotten sick on a cruise ship. No, just, never. It's um yeah, we Good just, go, dude. Trivia Island. That's what I'm trying to put into the universe. Um yeah. I I mean, look, it it's this is uh this is a very rare and unique moment in uh history, but uh I I, I, I believe John very much in what he says. I, I think John what makes him so interesting is that he does care about how he wins. Mm-hmm. And um it's just unfortunate and I have no answers and I have no um I mean, I haven't even played yet. So I always feel at it. I mean, like I perpetually, I feel like I'm, I'm out of turn. Cause I haven't even gotten to the table yet. So, uh, for
0: whatever that's, is- well, at least, you know, your place at the table.
1: Um, well, you know, I
0: haven't gotten to
1: the table yet. Fucking... I'm, I'm
0: starting yeah. to learn just to dish it right back out to you, Saul. The first couple <laughs> times I was weary, I didn't know. I, you know, I was like, man, I don't want to piss him off. But then I'm like, dude, he dishes this shit out to me all the time. I'm giving it back.
2: <laughs> that's the way it works.
1: Well, that's a good. That's the first step. The second step, make it funny. That's the yeah. I'm still working got, on that, man. You work on that one next. day. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then we'll get step, it. And then you'll be closer to getting that step of being interesting and then you know you're really uh you can thank me at the awards
0: yeah no problem no problem glad to um out. speaking of interesting uh i had i had thought of something earlier this season uh when all of the the controversy between who was going to manage and if anyone was going to manage uh between uh bateman and merle um and i was thinking around then the thought came to me I would kind of maybe like to see Bateman, though, as a player-manager next season. And then last week, someone had said something. I can't remember where it was. It was on one of the streams. They had said something about it would be interesting if Guy were a player-manager. So I wanted to get your opinion, uh, especially you, John. Um, Mm -hmm. Who do you think would make the better player-manager, Bateman or Guy?
2: Well, I think it comes down to this. And this is no slight, right? You have to look at, you're asking me my opinion, looking at the legacy of both of these guys. Yes. Um, I think Ben would create the better player to win the title. I think Andrew could create the better player to uh, become a long-lasting character in the Schmodown. Uh, because Ben has won the title. Ben knows what it takes. Ben's been in those trenches. Ben has won number one contender matches. Ben has won title match a title match. So... To me, he's been there, uh, and uh, you know he's gone up against the Shire Wolves with Riley. So I think he knows – plus, he's got that unique new studying technique uh, that is like the mind palace of the Schmodown. Uh, and so I think he would teach – I think he'd be a good – player. I think he'd be a great player manager, to be honest with you. Plus, he's very even keel. So you wouldn't catch him getting emotional during uh, – as a manager. He'd be a very – uh, kind of uh chill person to walk in there in between rounds and calm you down uh and tell you the uh tell you the um uh tell you the things to to keep you level and then also help you with the wheel looking at the percentages so I think ben would be a great player manager that being said though and i want to be very clear andrew guy certainly showed a good handle of the situation with uh, um, uh, uh jader last week and so certainly kind of uh, put a shot because i feel like that was a better managing job than Janine did with them when they were in the number one contender spot against uh, corruption, you know? Uh, so uh, I, I think Andrew deserves all the credit he's getting for what he did here. Uh, and we'll see if down the road he manages more. Cause if I was in Sam Levine's faction, I'd be having a lot of questions about Sam Levine, to be honest with you. Why isn't he showing up to these matches? Yeah. And look, I get it. He's an actor. He's in demand. Blah, 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 blah. But. Hey, if you're if you draft me and you're not showing up and our top star just left, um it doesn't sound to me like you've got a good handle on what's happening here and you're already doling out the responsibilities to two of your players. Uh what's your commitment to the league for real? So, you know, if I if I was in that faction, I'd have questions. You know, I'd have I'd maybe start looking to get traded to another faction cuz nothing I've seen necessarily conveys that this is a, a a team or a faction that 's being put together in a in a strong way to get points and possibly threaten uh, the number one spot, so that's those are the questions I have as I look at as an analyst as I look at it as an analyst right not as a player not as the outlaw, but as an analyst, I look at this and I have questions so
0: now have you not asking you to get anybody in trouble or start anything, but have you? Have you heard any rumblings um, from from coming from Levine's camp about the what you were just saying?
2: No, uh, no, not at all. No, at all. no one, no one. I don't think anybody. They did. I, you know, I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's. I'm just looking at it from the outside. What my feeling would be like about yeah. this, uh, yeah. but I, you know, but I respect Sam as a working actor. Sam has a lot of responsibilities. Uh, so it just seems like in this situation, I know nobody wants to talk about it, but I think uh, uh, it would not be out of the realm of possibility to ask Rachel to kind of deputize and become the manager while Sam is not around. I, I don't think anybody would have an issue with that because we all love Rachel, we all want Rachel still involved in the game, uh, and so that would be a nice way to have Rachel still around. And I tell you what, if you see Rachel uh, Cushing as the manager of that team, the Usual Suspects then as a player, you start to get interested to get traded to that uh, uh, faction, to be honest with you. Levine's been out of the game for a while. Rachel is still one of the uh, premier players that could step off the sidelines and immediately step into a match and, and kick some ass. So if I was a player in another faction who was frustrated how things were going, if Rachel became the manager of the usual suspects, that would perk my ears up to want to maybe get traded there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Saw? you you want to get traded to uh, to Rachel Cushing's team? I would. Um, who, who the expect- hell who, who the hell would want to want to want to get? I don't know what what Kate gives you guys out of those fanny packs.
1: Listen to me, <laughs> Listen to me you dirty son of a bitch! Like if I,
0: already- <laughs> I love Kate. She was just on here last week for a little bit. Uh, Kate's she's the best. Not-
1: well, that'll be the last time she's on here because have- <laughs> No. <laughs> no! <laughs> You know, you know that I have a unhealthy amount of loyalty to the great Kate Mulligan, and I oh, would not—I would not, I, with all due respect to um, Rachel Cushing, who's—I've seen everything she's ever done in the Schmodown. Mm, amazing. I—I um, I, um, would not—that uh, would not entice me to be traded away from uh, the Den. I am more than the the opportunity they've given me. I—I uh, I cannot wait to to uh, pay the face that they've had in me. I can't wait to pay that back. And um, she's already done things for me as a manager, even though I haven't played yet. Just she's done things off behind behind mm-hmm. the scenes for me that have already has inspired, uh, you know, an amazing amount of loyalty and respect. And uh, no, there's there's nothing I would do. There's no place I want to go. Not even hypothetically, but I want to talk about a trade to a team. So uh, no, that wouldn't be enough for me.
0: And now I feel awkward. I was joking around, and Saul went and got Doctor Phil serious
1: on me and shit. <laughs> That's what no, you get he, fuck That's what you get. Catch fuck, me huh? outside baby. Um
2: don't say don't say Dr. Phil serious. That means you're not serious in your So go ahead.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't I I I forgot about that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Dr. Phil. I to be honest, I don't like the guy anyway. He's just the only person I could think of. Um <laughs> <that's fair. laughs> Um but for real though, uh I I just heard the word amazing thrown out uh when talking about Rachel, um which is well deserved. I wouldn't quite say Amazing. Uh, no offense, Robert Parker, but he did have one hell of a debut match um, this this week. Uh, playing for the Dungeon, uh, he played Andreas Cabrera and, and representing Swag uh, Drip Drip Baby, and it was a hell of a match. Um, what What do you guys take away from this match? It was a debut for both of them.
2: I, I think this once again announces. Uh, or uh, proves that ro- that uh, Kaiser knew what he was doing when he took Robert Parker. And Parker had a hell of a debut. Uh, and it, it's, a sh- it's a shame that Ace has to go down the way he went down. But, you know, sometimes you're the car and sometimes you're the raccoon late at night. So in this situation, uh, Ace was the raccoon and uh, Parker was the car. And Parker is trying to get to a a place in the Schmodown uh, to where he vies for uh, that title against Kevin Smetz. And so I think... He certainly served notice to the rest of the IG League that this is no longer a fan champion. This is a, a now legitimate player in the IG League to be taken seriously.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was great. Um dude, what do you think, Saul? Uh
1: just this is all it did was just kind of quietly confirm what I suspected of Robert. I've been, uh, mm. I've seen every match Robert's ever played in, in fan leagues. I've done my homework on Robert. Uh even gotten to know him a little bit and um, I'm at, I'm very, very happy. He's a part of this league because I need uh, my, my whole, I, I do better with an opponent. I do better with something in front of me. I do better. Um, when I think there are people who could fucking devastate you like a Robert Parker, like a Kevin Smets, like, that's what gets me up at night. That's what gets me when I'm tired at night and I want to go to sleep. That's what makes me go, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to pop in Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance again. That's <laughs> having, having the fucking sh- the wolves out there in the forest is what yeah. keeps me sharp. And I love the match. I really, again, I've gotten to know Robert a little bit. And uh, more important than any of that is the Schmodown needs funny people. I love people yes. with this I love people with a sense of humor and fucking Robert's got it in spades and I'm so happy he's gonna be running around here and I'm so happy I get to share a league with people like him. And um again, he's just another fucking wolf in a whole division of wolves and um I'm just again, I'm I can't believe I'm so lucky that I get to be a part of something like this and Again, I I I will always cheerlead for the intergig and the vision. I think that's where all the action is in the Schmoden right now. If you really want to get in and make a name as a competitor, I think the the IG is the real schmoden right now. That's the real. That's the pound for pound. Yeah. And um, Robert is. And again, we all suspected it was going to be this way, and it's just a slow conversation. That this guy is going to be everything we thought was, and um, can't wait to see his next match. And I, uh, yeah, that's really all I got to yeah. say about that.
0: Well, yeah, Roca, you'd said, you know, you'd use the visual, give us a visual of a car hitting a raccoon. Um, yeah. When you said that, my mind went to, uh, I, I live in Ohio out in the country. I grew up in the country. And uh, around here, I tell people something, you know, around here, if you're driving down the road and you see a groundhog crossing the road, you intentionally hit it, you stop. You back over it, you stop, and you run the fuck over it again just to make sure it's dead. And that is the kind of the visual I had. With all due respect to Mr. Cabrera, it just it was it was kind of hard to watch. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping uh, Andreas can uh, can can pull up his bootstraps and uh, and get get it get some wins here this season too. But yeah, Parker came out. Wow. I, I had no idea what to expect. So,
2: Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing you have to come back to uh, as well in your mind is that uh, we've seen debuts that are great and then those flame out or don't quite hit the heights that people expected. So although we fe- – I, I, this one feels different though to me. This one feels like a very confident, assured player who is announcing themselves to the rest of the league that he is here to stay and he is here to play. Uh, and so, uh, whereas normally I would be the person going, "Oh, they've only played one or two matches, or they only played one," because that's what I said about Ben's situation. I uh, with uh, Rachel, I wanted to see them play an actually damn good tag team before we start anointing them as a threat to the title. Uh, let them play teams that are actually good overall. Uh, then we'll we'll start looking at how good they really are. I think with Parker. Uh, we saw something completely different in this debut. This was a confident, assured player uh, who knows what he's doing and where he wants to go. And I think that says volumes about this kid uh, overall.
1: Yep, completely God. agree. Anything to add to that, Salt? No, God damn it. I just want to fucking play already. It's just it's, it's, it's getting <laughs> yeah. nuts, man. Like, I, uh, yeah, clearly,
2: considering the fact that you uh, turned down playing in an exhibition match, what do you mean you're anxious? What the fuck are you talking about?
1: well, sometimes I need me time and I can't have my exhibition matches during me time. You know, just,
0: I was, I was hey, fair enough, man. I, I completely get what you're saying. I, I, I watch a lot of porn hub too. I feel you, man. I feel oh, you. Well, I don't feel I, you. I feel me actually, but I understand what you're saying. I, I don't get um, me in trouble
1: here. move I wasn't on quickly. I wasn't yeah. talking about the hub, you asswipe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but, but, uh, on that note though, we do need to wrap this up real quick. We had a little bit of tech issues here and beyond the screen is going to be jumping in here in about five minutes to record their show. Cool. Um, but it's there was something cool. else I did want to bring up, uh, right before we go into our plugs and wrap it up. Um, the, the, the likes, the, au- the likes or the auction for likes, um, mm-hmm. and how some people are hitting the dislike button. Um, I am one of those fuckers that Christian calls out for hitting the dislike button. It's nothing personal (laughs) at all, but I do it, Christian. I'm one of them, and I... uh, Let's see, the Wednesday, when we got uh, Flouse trending, that is the... uh, That day... I removed my thumbs down and I gave you a thumbs up, but um, <laughs> it's nothing personal. That's just my way of giving y'all love and taking the piss out of you. It's just giving mm-hmm. you a thumbs down. How sometimes when you do it more than once, um, I, I log on to a second YouTube account and give it a second thumbs down just cause I fucking love you guys.
1: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's uh, dedication, Jay.
0: It is buddy. I fucking love it. Um, but uh, but Roca, thank yep. you so much for for giving us your time and coming in and talking with you with us. Um, definitely going to be uh, seeing if we can get Flaus to commit to ke- keeping in character for two hours. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> um, but uh, why don't you uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you at? Uh, plug anything you'd like to plug your your channel, your uh, social, anything. Oh, uh,
1: this, so this is going to this is going to take a while. He's got no, forty. Oh shows. shit! He's got forty eight <laughs> shows.
2: <laughs> No, I've honed it. I've honed it. I've honed it. Uh, thank you. First of all, thanks for uh, talking some smack and talking some fun stuff with you guys. And uh, um, it's it had been too long, so it was nice to come on and, and talk with you all and especially hang out with Saul because he doesn't have to worry about putting himself on camera like he's unable to do when he comes into my Outlaw Nation <laughs> stream. So I appreciate that we get this version of Saul uh, that understands <laughs> the technology a little bit better. Uh, than the bumbling idiot we have on the Outlaw Nation show sometimes. But that being said, uh, <laughs> please follow me at the says on Twitter and on Instagram. Trying to get above 20,000 on Instagram and above 35,000 on Twitter would be great. Please go and subscribe to my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com slash says. Uh, Please go and uh, be a part of that. We're trying to get over 20,000 subscribers on there. Got so much content talking about movies, entertainment, talking about uh, uh, sports, talking about professional wrestling, uh, and there'll be some new shows coming as well. Uh, so, And I have a new Star Wars show that'll be dropping next week called The Jedi Way. So there's a lot of stuff that I've got going on over there on the Outlaw Nation channel, a lot of content for you all to enjoy. So go and and, and subscribe there and follow or listen to my uh, podcasts, uh, The Cinephiles, The Top Ten, and Geek Buddies. All that stuff is out there for people to enjoy uh, from me. So there you go. Oh, and my Patreon. If you want, www.patreon.com slash John uh, I've been doing a lot of work on the Patreon, doing these hangouts, going to start doing some watch-alongs, and then creating shows for the just for the patrons. So come and get involved in that as well and see the multiple tiers
0: uh, that you can sign up on. Excellent um, be sure and check all that I all that out guys um, I, I I don't get to watch all of your stuff or even most of your stuff John mm-hmm. but I do I do catch it when I can and I do enjoy it very much so thank you thank I you for your it. content and for your time you put into it. Um, so I would ask you for your plug like I usually do, but I don't feel like you're rambling bullshit this time, so okay. Well, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say y'all can find me on the Twitter if you'd like at jwade1134. That is the letter J W A D E 1134. Uh, you can also follow Merc with the movie blog at movie blog Merck. Uh, you can find all these shows, uh, that, that you heard uh, promos for and a couple more maybe on the Merck with the movie blog feed. Uh check all that out guys. Um there was something else I was going to say but I fucking forgot. So it must not be important. Uh but thank you all for listening. Thank you Saul and thank you John again for your time and we thank will be you. back next week where we have got uh Brad Gilmore is going to be our guest with special guest host David B. So that'll be fun guys. Uh we will talk to you next week.